Hello, friends. This is Stephen. I've got a fun little bonus episode for you today. Alita Contreras is back on the podcast. Alita is from Columbia. She was first on the podcast back in episode 87, if you want to check out her first episode. And she's back today. We actually recorded this back in October to catch up, to hear about her trip to the Red River Gorge and about her time in Kentucky. I always love her attitude and the way that she talks about projecting, especially that was a really fun part of this conversation. And she wanted to promote a film project that she's working on with her friend Elisa. It is called Guerreras. They are in the fundraising stage, planning on starting filming in February, and they need support to make it happen. And it seems like an awesome project. So I was excited to learn more about it and to find out how all of us can support Alita and Elisa in their efforts to make this film. The film is going to feature local climbing in Colombia, and it will also be featuring local Colombian women climbers like Alita herself, because Latin women are underrepresented in climbing media. So I'm really excited about the film and what these two are doing. And The Nugget is now actually one of the sponsors for the film. So I'm excited to see this thing come to life. And I wanted to talk to Alita and record this bonus episode to share with all of you in case you are excited as well and want to help out. So that's what we're getting into today. And if you want to support the film, I put a link to their GoFundMe right there in your podcast app if you scroll down. And I put some links to their Instagram pages if you want to follow them there as well. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. And please enjoy this bonus episode with Alita Contreras. Hi, friend. <laughs> Hi, Alita. How are you? Fine. So nice to meet to see you again. Yeah, nice to see you too. Thanks for being patient. Sorry about that. That uh, that took a little effort to get connected this morning. But here we oh, are. Don't worry. Yeah, here we are. For me, it was complicated too because I am at Miguel's and you know that's kind of busy so I'm in a coffee shop right now because the internet connection is better here okay nice yeah yeah I'm drinking coffee drinking coffee all right so am I cheers of course coffee cheers cheers (laughs) (laughs) it's good to see you again yeah it's good to see you I am in the U.S. and I would like to see you, but I imagine that you are in one of these bouldering trips. I know. It it is funny. Yeah. The U.S. is very, very big. I'm in uh, St. George, Utah right now. Sport climbing, actually, but but I'm pretty far away from the Red River Gorge. I wonder how many hours of driving it would be, actually. I'm going to look that up. But you know what? The good news is that I can stay here for six months. Six uh, months? um, Yeah, six months. Awesome. I mean, um, I am allowed to stay here for six months. So um, I'm staying at the Red only until the end of November because after that, it's going to get too cold for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for plans for, yeah, I would love. Actually, as you know, I am more like a sport climber than a boulderer. Mm-hmm. But I think it's already like the time to go to a boulder trip because I've been like four months out of home right now. And I have done only like sport climbing and you know that after so long time doing only sport climbing, you start losing power and strength. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think it would be a good idea to do a boulder trip after this Red River Gorge trip. Awesome. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, are you feeling the, the difference? You're feeling the power drop off a little bit? A little bit, yes. Yes, 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 yes. But the thing is, uh, well, the routes that I am trying right now, like my projects are more endurance routes than powerful routes. So it's not that bad because mm-hmm. I still have the endurance. But I, I do feel that when I have to do like stronger or powerful moves that I'm not feeling that comfortable with them anymore because I have only climbed like, you know, routes and I haven't done boulder for a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have I have never done a boulder trip, but in the gym when I am home, I most of my trainings are in the moonboard, or I do a lot of bouldering because I know that that's my weakness, you know. So that's how I train for for sport climbing too. But now I am just climbing outdoors, doing a lot of routes, and here at the red you have like these very long routes. I have been mainly climbing at the Madness Cave. Mm. You know that one? Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> I, am, I am obsessed. You're obsessed. Right <laughs> I am obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> then um yeah, I, I know there are so many cracks here, but I only want to cry at the madness cave. I've been here <laughs> for three weeks already and most of my I have spent most most of my days at the madness cave. Oh my gosh, that sounds awesome. It sounds exhausting too. What is your climbing schedule? Cause it is. That place, I mean, I only went there once for like eight days, so I didn't have enough time to build that specific Red River Gorge fitness, but man, the Madness Cave just wore me out. I felt like I needed to lay in bed for two days after climbing there. I know. I um, When I climb there at the mother load, I do one or two routes at the undertow, which is the wall at the right side of the Madness Cave. I do a couple of 12s to warm up, and then I try my project at the Madness Cave, which is right now the Madness. Mm, the 13C. Yeah. 13B. I D. Would say. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I've never tried it. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. But it just looks amazing. No, it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's graded as 13C. But the thing is that I, uh, the first week when I arrived, I tried Flower Power, which is a 13B, and I could send it um after five goals so i was like oh that that was very good very good now i should try something a bit harder and i i was like okay the madness is 13 c so maybe that's that can be my next project and i tried it once and i was like oh my god that's way harder than flower power that's really really hard and i started talking to to many people about the madness and they all told me like it's more 13D than 13C. It's very mm. hard. It is mm. graded as 13C, but it's really, really hard compared to many 13Cs here at the Red. But I am so in love with the route that I actually, I really don't care if I send it. I mean, it would be great to send it, but still, if I don't, it's such a good training and the route is so amazing that I can <laughs> just keep trying it like for my whole trip. <laughs> I have... I have always when I when I start projecting something, I I only focus on that route that I am projecting. You know, I always feel that I have to give it like my whole energy, love, visualization, everything. Mm. But since this one is being very hard, and I'm just and this is my first time here, I 
I started projecting something else, something easier a couple of days ago. Everyone told me like, it is a good idea to have like a side, smaller project to not lose the motivation and also to try something else, you know. So I started trying something else uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, and yeah, let's see how it goes. It's it's way easier, but I'm, I'm still going to give a lot of i'm still gonna keep trying the madness what is your side project uh there is meli hippie a drive by mm. say the name again and it's working dirty smelly hippie dirty smelly hippie got it yeah i know yeah. that one it is a 13b and it's very different to the madness it's shorter and you have a kind of a boulder at the truck section and it's also a very good project for me because I'm very bad with knee bars. I'm the worst in the world. <laughs> I am. <laughs> the thing is that you don't have many places in Colombia where you can climb with knee bars. So I'm not used to this kind of step. Uh-huh. And I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't even have the, I'm not even creative enough to find them. You know, many mm. people are looking for knee bars all the time and they can find them very easily. But I am not used to that. I, I just keep climbing and keep climbing and then I see someone else trying the routes that I do and I see like, oh my God, is that a knee bar? I didn't even thought about, I didn't even think about doing, using that. Mm-hmm. And this route, the Dirty Smelly Hippie, it's supposed to be way easier if you do it with using three knee bars in the crux section and it was very hard for me like to find them but not only to find them but to also find like the good like to place my body in the right position to be able to use them so the first day that i tried it like a couple of days ago i tried the knee bars and it was so hard for me and I could never understand how to use them. So at the end, I just did a very hard boulder with a lot of slopers and gas tons. And that day it worked very well, but this week has been very, very warm. So <clears throat> these slopers felt way worse yesterday. And I, I was yesterday like, okay, let's try the knee bar stuff again because it's going to be very, very hard to send it with this B5 boulder that I created because I am not able to use the knee bars. Mm. And I, I had to spend like 30 minutes yesterday in each section where it is supposed to, there is supposed to be a knee bar, like trying to figure out how to use my body. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's, some skill, it's a skill that you have to, to learn. Yeah. You have to learn how to use it. It's not like, because many people say like, oh, but it, you know, like that's shitting, like doing knee bars makes climbing easier and that it shouldn't, there are like controversial opinions about knee barring, but it's not that easy. I mean, you have to learn and it also requires a lot of body tension, like mm-hmm. to place your body and to keep the knee bars where they have to be. So, Yeah. Like I was yesterday, like, okay, I'm just gonna, my goal for this section, for this timing session is going to be like, learn how to use the knee bars. It's good to learn something else instead of like bouldering the route in another way, you know? 
And that's what I did yesterday. At, and at the end of my climbing session, I could do the three knee bars, but it was very <laughs> frustrating at the beginning. I was there. That's great like, progress. Trying hard. Yeah, I'm so happy. I mean, I have to learn that. Yeah. I, I have to. It, it's good to learn new te- techniques. And that's actually one of the most beautiful things about climbing for me. I've been climbing for 15 years. And, and I still have so much to learn. And there is this technique that is completely new for me after 15 years and i've been struggling with it so much because i have never done it so i'm happy to learn that i have i haven't sent a lot of things in this climbing trip because i i have focused most on routes that are hard for me and routes that are gonna teach me something Mm. but when you try things that you are not good at you know that's gonna take Long, a longer time. I could be maybe trying stuff that fit more, better my style, and I could be sending more things. But then I wouldn't be learning much. You know, I want to take advantage of the fact that I am climbing in this place, and I can work on my knee bars uh, technique a lot. And also, the madness cave is not my style, but um, in. Uh, the madness, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the, the route, because even though it is, you need a lot of endurance for the route, the, the moves are really long and it's still powerful. And you have a crux, which is, um, the move, it starts at the move 102 in my sequence. So, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, you have like a B5 up there. And... It's very hard for me right now, like to do a B five folder after a hundred and two moves. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the route. My sequence has one hundred and twenty eight moves in this route. Oh, wow. It's even. It's, it's it's maybe the 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 longest route that I have tried in my whole life. <laughs> so it's. I've been struggling with it, but but I'm super happy, you know, because I can learn so much here at the red, mm. and if I don't send that much as I would like to it's okay I'm learning <laughs> that's awesome I love your attitude about that that's something that I I think I could adopt from you or learn from you and do better at is like when I go on a trip like that and I have a hard route that I'm trying I always feel this conflict this inter- internal conflict you know like I want to I almost want to yeah. like get the project done just so that I don't feel like I'm you know, quote, wasting time so I can get to other things and send mm-hmm. other new routes and just experience the place in, in more breadth. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm learning that I, I, this is a lesson I've learned many, many times, but I'm still not very good at it. Like just giving something your whole, like you used the, the word love earlier, like giving something your whole heart and just embracing, like, yeah. this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just learning and I'm here and I'm trying this thing. And it's still going to be a great experience, even if I don't tick as many boxes on this trip. Yeah, I think that's something I could really benefit from internalizing. It's it's hard, though. My, like, productivity brain always just wants to check boxes, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's what we all climbers like somehow, you know? It's, 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 it's good to send things. It gives you satisfaction and it gives you motivation. But you know what? Every time that I try the madness, when... When I when I finish trying it, after that I just look at it again and I think like, oh my god, that was so beautiful. This route is so beautiful. That was so much fun. 
And every time I get to the madness case and I look at it, I am so happy just to try it again. And I feel always when, when I start trying it, I take like, hello, beautiful. I missed you. I talk to the crowd <laughs> <laughs> that way. Nice. <laughs> because it's so beautiful, you know. So, yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> and I'm learning so much. I can try it and try it and try it. And, and if I can send it at the end of the trip, I'm going to be super happy. But if I don't, I, I can come next season and try it again. Yeah, know? yeah. I love that. I, I've never considered doing that. Even the, the way you talk to the route, obviously, just makes such a big difference. Like, I think, I don't think I talk to the routes at all, but I think what's like the, you know, the internal dialogue that's happening when I show up to a hard route that I'm trying, you know, it's probably not all positive like that. Like, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like, yes, this thing again, you know, but usually it's like, Oh, <laughs> I'm back here again. It's going to be so hard. This thing's still kicking my ass. You know, there's a lot more. Um, it's like me versus the route sort of energy, which probably isn't probably isn't as conducive case, to, to enjoying the, the process. Other way around. Yeah, that's In cool. In my way, it's the other way around. It's not like me against the route. It's like, um, I think the routes that I try are always like my teacher's you know, mm. and they are teaching me something. And I always say, like, if I haven't sent this, it's because I still have something to learn from it. So I'm just going to learn and I'm just going to enjoy the process because, as I said yesterday, for example, with this older route, there is Melikipi. I was learning so much with these knee bars and it was hard and it was a little bit frustrating. But it was like, that's exactly what I have to do if I want to be a better climber, you know? Maybe in a colder day, I am pretty sure that I could send the route, like doing this Gaston's slopers, very hard sequence that I created, that I invented because I was not able to do the, the knee bars. But then if I send it this way, I wouldn't be learning anything from it. Mm. And maybe it's, it's more useful for me to learn to do it with the knee bars and yeah just learn something new and it's not only if i do that it's not only going to be about like sending the route but also about learning how to use the knee bars mm -hmm. that could be very useful for me in other situations in other routes totally yeah yeah Love it. so you have to talk to your route you have to to to, to, to talk to your route and <laughs> Be thankful and tell them how much you love them <laughs> <laughs> and how much you appreciate what they are teaching to you. Oh, I love that. That's so. They are our teachers. <laughs> mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, it's fun yeah. to fun to hear about how your trip is going. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about a film. Do you want to jump into that and tell me tell me about this film project and? maybe give me an overview of what it is and how you got involved with it. I'm, I'm excited to hear about this. It sounds so cool. Yeah, my baby film. Your baby <laughs> our, film. I say our, yeah, it's my baby already. We've been working so much on it. It's like a child. <laughs> um, it's like having a child. Um, yeah, um, well, the thing is that I have this very good friend of mine, Elisa. She's a girl who comes from the U.S., and she, she's half from the U.S. She was born here, but her mother comes from Costa Rica. She won a scholarship last year to go to Colombia. 
to do an internship or something. And this experience in Colombia was so significant for her because it was like the first time that she was in touch with her Latin roots. And she fell in love with the country. She fell in love with Colombia. And when she came back to the U.S. this year, she decided to, to, to do more for the Latin community, you know. So she applied to a program that is done for people from the U.S. who belong to minor communities, like, for example, the Latin community or the Afro community. And she became an ambassador of this program. And now she has to do a project for the Latin American community. And she decided to do this project in Colombia because, as I said, she fell in love with the country. And this experience was very significant for her when she was there for a year. So she came to me and she told me that she wanted to do a film about female climbing in Colombia, a film that show, shows what it means to be a, a female climber in a country as Colombia. But she also wanted to show um, the climbing community in our country and she wanted to show the different climbing places. And she told me, like, I want you to be one of the protagonists of the film. And I said, oh, my God, okay, yes, of course, I, I want to be in your film. But I also told her that I wanted to help her as much as I can. Because I think it's so beautiful that someone who is not even Colombian, but someone who comes from the U.S. wants to put so much effort and energy on a project that is about my country, about Colombia, that I told her, okay, I'm doing this with you. Let me tell you, let me know how I can help you. And now it's the both of us like doing this project. She's the one who is an ambassador for this pro program and whatever, but I am kind of her assistant. Mm. <laughs> That's how I call myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, um, yeah, we've been working a lot on it. Uh, we want it to be like a very high quality film um, because, you know, she told me it is very sad that in all these climbing festivals, you see so many great movies about climbing, but there is no representation of the Latin community mm. in these movies. So she wants it to be like a very high quality film um, that we can show in climbing festivals and we can show the climbing community internationally what is happening in Colombia, you know, what the climbing, how the climbing in Colombia looks like. And we also want to give like another perspective of the country because what many people here think about our countries is not very good, you know, it's not very positive. Many people only think that Colombia is like a very dangerous country, that it is a country where cocaine is produced and nothing else. But they don't know that there are so many beautiful climbing places in Colombia, that the community, the climbing community is growing a lot. But it is a beautiful country with, with beautiful landscapes and beautiful nature. So we want to show that to the international climbing community through this film. And now... We are like raising money to be able to produce the film because it's going to be expensive. You know, if you want to do something like with very high quality, you have to pay for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing different activities. Um, the thing is that um, the, the last week of November or the third week of November, we're going to go to different climbing gyms and I'm going to give some. Uh, workshops about different topics from 
training for climbing. And I'm, this money is not going to be for me, but we're going to use the money that we collect through, this, through these workshops for the production of the film. Uh, we also created a GoFundMe uh, account so that friends and people and our families can donate a little bit. And we are also, as I told you, we already finished the pitch deck because we only have, we also have the idea of approaching brands, climbing brands, so that they can support our project and give us money to make it possible. So yeah, we've, we've been working a lot. We have many ideas. You know, it's so beautiful. Every every day I wake up and I have like 20 message from, messages from Elisa, my friend mm. that I'm doing the project with. She, like, oh, I have this idea. Let's do this and let's do that. And we, we yeah, we're very excited about it. We, we really want it to, to happen. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. We're working a lot. <clears throat> what is yeah. the name of the film? We're very happy. Guerreras, that means like warrior, warriors. Women, wor women, women warriors, women. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Guerrera, I can't even say that. Guerreras. I have a hard time with you rolling my R's. I can't do it. <laughs> but you, you don't pronounce the U, so you say guerreras. Ge guerreras. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> great. That was great. Yeah, that's You're very good. kind. I'm going to, I'm going to read, I'm going to read a sentence from uh, your GoFundMe page. And for people listening, I will link to the GoFundMe page for Guerreras in your podcast app. So you can scroll down and donate to the film. If you want to support this film, I'm definitely going to be sending some money to Alita and Elisa. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> I want to see this film. Thank I think you. it's awesome. But yeah, so I'm going to read a sentence here. It says most climbing films shot in Latin America feature European or U.S. climbers and not climbers from local communities. This film will be different. And I just love that. I think that's, I mean, you just talked about that. It's so beautiful. I'm really excited to see that. Um, do you already know who's going to be featured in the film, aside from yourself? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, there is me, there is uh, another climber who we call the legend. <laughs> the legend? Kind of the Colombia. <laughs> yeah, she, she's, um, a, I think she's 45 years old. She was the Colombian champion for about 10 years or something. She's now a mother and we want to show through her what it means to be a climber when you are a mother, when you mm. become a mother, when you have a family. Because, you know, that's a, that's a very important topic in Latin America since there are many women that uh, are very strong climbers and then when they have families, when they gave, get babies, they stop climbing because they have many other responsibilities because, because they have to raise the child, because the children, I'm sorry, because they have to work and everything. Uh, but this girl, Marcela, um, she found a way to keep climbing even though she has to be a mother, she has to work and she has to do many things. So we think that she's like a very good example of how could it be like to be a mother and still keep your passion alive for climbing and still climb a lot and she's still like working climbing very hard she's a very good example of that and how women could do could still keep climbing even though they are they are they have families you know and the other one is a very very good friend of mine uh, her name is daniela 
she's a very, she's like 25 years old right now, but she started climbing when she was about 12 years old. Um, she's a very good climber, but um, the thing is that one of the things that we're going to show in this film is that in Colombia, there are still many more males climbing than females. And it was very hard for her at the beginning when she started climbing because she was part of the national team, but it was like only her and many boys. And she mm. was always compared to these boys and they were like very strong and improving very fast. And she was always compared to her. And she was always compared to them to the point that she almost quit climbing because she was very frustrated about being compared all the time with her male partners. Mm. And that's something that happens a lot in Colombia. Um, you know that still, I mean, climbing is a sport that is growing a lot in Colombia, but it's still not that popular. And there are still not as many women climbing as here in the U.S., for example. So there is still a, lo a lot of um, machismo mm. in climbing in Colombia, you know, and it's kind of, it's like, if we women always have to prove that we can, um, we are people, many boys still think that we are weak and then that we cannot do the same things that they can do. And it's like, we always have to, yeah, to show what we are able to do. And she, she's a very good representation of that, you know. She, she almost stopped climbing at the end. She just stopped competing because she was very frustrated about competitions. And then she found the passion for the sport again, doing like only rock climbing. And now she's training for that and she's sending hard things and she's very motivated again. And we, I, when Elisa came to me and asked me like, um, who do you think could be the third character? I was like, I think she's she's the perfect one because she's very young, but she's so motivated about the sport and she's like very disciplined. And we are also very good friends. We are we are very similar, you know. And we have had many. I I I can relate to her in many ways. Um, you know, sometimes I feel frustrated, and I come to her, and she's frustrated. She comes to me, and we deal with that together. And my life it's been just so much easier because she's around because and because she's supporting me, you know, we, we have a very beautiful friendship. Mm. So yeah, she's going to be the, the third girl in the film. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and we also want to show like, as I said, climbing areas, the community, um, the climbing community in Colombia, there are older girls that are also appear in the film. Like they are, they're going to play like smaller roles, but they're going to still be there because we also want to show older girls. And the other thing is that we, we have get, we have got a lot of support for the film. You know, many people have told us, this is so good. We love it. We want to be involved. We want to participate. We want to help you. And I am a very good friend uh, of Daila Ojeda, you mm. know, um, also, Nina Williams and other climbers who told me, like, they're going to support the film, but they are they are going to appear in the film a little bit, too. They're going to have, like, very small interviews in the film, um, talking about how they feel that 
what they think about the Latin community, uh, Latin American climbing community, I mean, and yeah. So we're going to have these smaller characters who are going to be these very inspiring girls. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. we're very happy. Tell me, um, tell me what the what what is happening with the film right now. So you're you're um, it sounds like you are still kind of in the planning stages and mostly focused on raising money to be able to make it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Elisa is the one who's been working more on the pitch deck. I am more in charge of the communication part of the film. I don't know if you call it that way. I mean like finding contacts, talking to people about it and sharing the GoFundMe the link, whatever. And she's been working on the pitch deck. Um, the pitch deck is already, she finished it yesterday, actually. So the plan is that this week, uh, well, we're going to have a meeting tonight, Lisa and I, and tomorrow we're going to start sending the, the pitch deck to different brands to ask for, for help. And she's coming this week to, to the Red. We're going to climb together. I'm super happy to see her. Um, yeah, we're going to plan our tour through this um, climbing gyms, you know, because uh, as I told you, we're going to go to different climbing gyms in November. We're going to talk to them about the film, but also give my workshops to raise money. Yeah. And the plan is to film in February. So I have to be back to Colombia at the end of February, because that's when we're going to start filming. Awesome. That's yeah. right around the corner. That's, that's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> very and cool. our filmmakers are, are very nice people. We found these two guys. That's also a very cool story because Elisa, at the beginning, Elisa wanted the film to be produced by a female, you know, and for by a Colombian female, but we didn't find a female filmmaker who was also a climber and could put like film from above, you know, mm. it's different, mm -hmm. like the shots that you have to do. So we were thinking a lot about it, like, okay, what are we going to do with this? Who's going to be the producer? And then I remember that I met two boys a couple of years ago in one of the climbing areas in Colombia. They are not even Colombian. They are, they are, one of them comes from France and the other comes from the UK. But I think their story is so beautiful because they went to Colombia like six years ago because they have this small like, filmmaking company. They went to Colombia because they had a project in Colombia. So they were supposed to stay one month in Colombia or something. I don't know, a couple of months. And they just fell in love with the country and they decided to stay in Colombia. Mm. And they, they've been there like for six years already. And they have done so much for the community there. They have also done like um, a lot of projects for free uh, for the minor communities. So I told Elisa, they are not even Colombian, but they have such a big love for the country that I think that that's going to be reflected on the film, what they feel for the country. And they have been helping us a lot. I mean, they helped us with the pitch deck. They're also going to do like a 
free teaser for us so that we can raise more money if we have a trailer or a teaser or something to show the people, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're working on that this week. This is going to be ready next week. Oh, so awesome. we can like send the pitch, the pitch deck and also a small trailer about the film, you know? So they, they are amazing. We have a very good team. We are, they are very supportive. We are, we are very happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sounds perfect. And I'm, I mean, yeah, perf- it makes perfect sense to me that, you know, sometimes it's just hard to find the right, the right representation for every single role. But um, yeah. it's easy to imagine that this film might inspire the next generation of female filmmakers in Colombia. You know, like there's some woman out there who's interested in climbing and filmmaking or is already a climber or whatever, and she's going to see it and think like, I could do that. Yeah, and the That's thing awesome. is that still, if, this, if the boys who are going to be the filmmakers are not females, but males, um, there is still a female representation in the production part because it's me and Elisa who are creating everything, you know. So it's not that the protagonists are going to be females, but also that there are some girls in the production part doing a lot of stuff, and that's Elisa and I. So they are filming everything but we are still working on it you know and doing all the activities to raise the money and everything mm-hmm. awesome yeah i love <laughs> it okay yeah. so like i said i will for people listening i will link to the gofundme page for the film right there in your podcast app so you can scroll down and click on that and donate to the film what else do you want people to know about? Is there any other any other thing, any other um, links or anything you want to share or plug where people can follow this? Yeah. Well. Uh, okay. Yeah. We're gonna create a an Instagram profile. Okay. Because we also want to show like the whole process of how we are like raising the money. Um, yeah. I, I, we, yeah. We want people to see what we are doing. So we are waiting for the logo because a friend of us is creating a logo for, for the film. And when we have, once we have the logo, then we're gonna, we're gonna create the Instagram. Okay. Profile. Yeah. It's then the name of it is gonna be Guerreras. Guerreras mm-hmm. film. Okay. Awesome. I will be sure to link to that when it's available. And in the meantime, I'll be sure to link to your Instagram so people can follow along with you if they don't already. And what else was I going to say? What about brands who are listening, who might be interested in supporting the film or people that work for brands that might be interested? Where can they contact you or Elisa and how can they get a copy of the pitch deck? Or do you want to, are you choosing the brands that you send this out to? How do you want to do that? No, uh, well, actually, we already have some contacts of different brands because um, we are going to try to approach these brands because, yeah, I mean, if you send an email to one of these emails that you find on the web pages, like client service, whatever, no one's going to read them, Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. uh, these emails. So we have have been working on that to, like, getting the right contacts so that, we can like go directly to the people that we want to approach, but no, I mean, we, we are open to every kind of help that we can receive. Yeah. So the people, the brands that want to support us, they should just uh, text us through Instagram. Okay. And that's how, how the people has been approaching us the last day to support the film. And I am, I, I, 
all answer all of the messages that I receive from Instagram from all the people who send who text mm. me. So yeah, I am always like looking at my messages on Instagram. So that's the way. That's the way. All right. I'll link to you. Thank you. Anything else you want to share about the film? Uh, no, I think I have said, I, I have already talked a lot as usual. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is very fun I'm as so usual. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great to see you and You're catch so up with sweet, you again. Sweet. I was, um, so earlier I, I typed in, you know, Slade, Kentucky. How far is it from St. George, Utah to Slade, Kentucky? Because I know that's close to the Red River Gorge. Just to contextualize this for people that are listening that haven't spent time in the States that are tuning in from other parts of the world, it's a 28-hour drive from where oh I am God. to the Red River Gorge. The United States is just huge. Um, it's funny. I think I, I think it would have been a much shorter drive, actually, to come see you in Mexico when you were down in Mexico than it would be to go to, yeah. to the Red as River I Gorge. Said, so. I am pretty open to whatever, so maybe we can meet later somewhere else i'm staying here until the end of november but after that if i can stay here in the u.s if i mean if i find climbing partners who go somewhere else because i as you know i am traveling with my dog so it's not mm. that easy to move with her here i cannot just take her on a bus or something mm. it's, mm -hmm. she's not allowed to so i need to find someone who i don't know who wants who tells me like oh let's go climbing whatever else and as i said i have to be in colombia at the end of February and I am flexible this month to to go somewhere else and climb here in the US. If I don't find anyone, then I'm just gonna fly back to Mexico. I have already a return flight to Mexico and there are still a couple of climbing areas that I wanna check in Mexico and where the, actually the best season to climb is there in these areas is it's, it's winter. So if I find no one here who goes somewhere else where it's warmer <laughs> mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. then I'm just flying back to Mexico but if I can I would stay here as long as I can because there are so many climbing areas that I want to see mm. so maybe we can meet later yeah <laughs> no, just come to December, Waco somewhere. Tanks if you need to boulder and get the power back up come to Waco Tanks in December yeah. I'll I, be there are you going to be there? Yeah. wow seriously? yeah huh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> If I find a way to go there, I'm going. I, I really want to go there. <laughs> I mean, I, I am a sport climber more than a boulder, as you know, but yeah. with the tanks, I think it's a place that you have to know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like you have to go so, at some point in your life to Fontainebleau. I think the same mm, thing about with tanks. Mm. Totally. It yeah. Worth it. And it's a little tricky. You won't, yeah. you, you know, if you're, if you're just thinking about going now, you won't be able to get reservations in time for December, but I know if you go midweek, I think you'll be all right. It's, it's pretty doable to get in there. Um, if you just mm -hmm. show up and you might have to wait at the gate for a little bit, but I think you'll get in there. And once you get in there, man, it's an amazing day at climbing. So much fun. I know. I know. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Let's see what the universe once for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. And in the meantime, best of luck on the madness. And um, I hope it keeps teaching you amazing lessons. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, You have to try it one day. I'm so in love with this problem. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, stay in touch. Let me know what you decide for your winter bouldering. I hope to see you. Okay. All right. I hope to see you too. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening. One final reminder to check out the GoFundMe if you want to support the film. I put a link right there in your podcast app. I'm not getting anything for saying this. I'm actually sponsoring the film with The Nugget. I just want to see this thing get made and thought it would be fun to share it with all of you in case any of you want to support as well. So if you scroll down in your podcast app, there's a link to their GoFundMe. And that's it. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you are having an amazing week and we'll see you next time.